my investment videos are basically built around what I see and how I interpret it and then where I should invest for the future. I choose not to play in the day-to-day -day stock market. Uh, just like today, um, it's down. I thought it would be up, but it's down because apparently a lot of people are getting margin calls and the market is in the red deep again today. Uh, so I choose not to play in that game. I don't think I can win uh, because it, it's just too big for me. So what I choose to do is to look at what's happening around me and say, how is that going to affect the stocks in the future? Such as right now, uh, they just got the, the big ship un unlodged in the Suez Canal. That's going to have an effect on how a lot of people build new plants and work their supply chain in the future. But I'll talk about that on another day. What I want to talk about today is something that's happening in my community. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. We don't get much news about what's going on in Birmingham, except back in the race riots in the in the 60s. But what we've got going is down in Bessemer, which is about, oh, I guess 20 miles from me, uh, we have a, a Amazon distribution center, uh, fulfillment center, they call it. And they are voting whether to unionize. In fact, today, Monday, is the last day in the vote. So uh, I came down here to, uh, to Bessemer and I wanted to see what was going on. And right over there, I, I'm looking at about seven other media photographers. Right now, they're sitting in their cars waiting for the shift change because they want to get probably interview some people coming out. But what I wanted to do was just kind of get a, a feel of what's going on here and how I expect Jeff Bezos and Amazon to react to it because it's, it's, uh, it's substantial. Um, they employ 6,000 people here. And the issue is how they're treated, uh, what they're held to, the standards they're held to, and their wages. Now, understand that they make the minimum wage here it, or and in all Amazon centers is um, $15 an hour. So that means these people are making a minimum of $31,000 a year if they're working a 40-hour week and if they're working 365 days a year. But I, they, they, they get vacation and they get sick leave. And so they're actually, their job is worth more than $31,000. Uh, Amazon has... What is it? 185 uh, centers globally. They they employ something in the neighborhood of 27 uh, billion people in their employment centers full time, and that doesn't count the seasonal workers that they put on for the Christmas season and any other seasons that they have. So. My my take is here they have 6,000 employees working three shifts, and so there's sub substantial there. What I then wanted to know was what's going on inside that building? What's it look like in there, and and how how does it function, and how are these employees? These, I guess, is if they got 6,000 employees in three shifts, how are the 2,000 employees in there? What are they doing and how does it all come together? So I want to share this with you.
Best of Us Investors presents Carrie Griegmeier. So again, we got 6,000 employees in there, and I estimate about 1,000 robots that are moving around. And as I understood it, they, for some for the, for the most part, aren't in the same areas because they don't want the people getting run over by these robots and in it and interfering with them. Um, so again, what I'm wondering is if this does pass, and it probably will, will it will it move through the whole? Uh, Amazon organization of 876 full-time employees. And what are the ramifications of that? And what might Amazon do uh, relatively to putting on more robots? Can they put on more robots? And where are where is the robotic industry? I'm specifically interested in this because I'm reading a book called um, 2030. <clears throat> And in this book, they say that robots are going to be a major part of our life. And they speak not only to the manufacturing world, but to caregiving world in that my, my population, the baby boomers around the world are aging and the millennials aren't having enough babies. And some countries are not allowing immigration and caregivers are usually the grandchildren or the, the, the children or in the United States in specific, 60% of all caregivers are immigrants. Well, particularly in Japan, they don't allow immigration. Uh, China doesn't have much immigration and they ha- both have some aging populations. So there is a belief that um, the use of robots will become very important. So then I, I'm reading about that in, in 2030 and I see this, this uh, unionization of the Amazon Fulfillment Center, and I say, do they do they tie together? <clears throat> Is this another opportunity for me to use my strength, logic, and connect the dots? Aging population, unionization, robots, what's going to happen in the future? So I I then went, and as it as it as it turned out, on 60 Minutes last night, that was Sunday. Um, they did a piece on Boston Dynamics, and Boston Dynamics is a robot company. And I want to introduce you to uh, Atlas, Spot, and Stretch. These are three robots that I think are going to play into this connecting of the dots. See what you think. From the outside, Boston Dynamics headquarters looks pretty normal. Inside, however, it's anything but. If Willy Wonka made robots, his workshop might look something like this. There are robots in corridors, offices, and kennels. They trot and dance and whirl, and the 200 or so human roboticists who build and often break them barely bat an eye. That is Atlas, the most human-looking robot they've ever made. 
It's nearly five feet tall, 175 pounds, and is programmed to run, leap, and spin like an automated acrobat. It's called Spot. Boston Dynamics made it not knowing exactly how it would be used. The Spot is a omnidirectional robot, so I can go forwards and back. I'm not doing anything special to let it walk over those rocks. You don't have to be perfect about it. Drive it close to wherever you want to go, and the robot will do the rest. In some ways, it's like driving a very sophisticated remote control car. When signaled, Spot can take itself off its charging station and go for a walk on its own, as long as it's pre-programmed with the route. It uses five 3D cameras to map its surroundings and avoid obstacles. This is inside Atlas's brain, and it shows its perception system. So what looks like a flashlight is really the data that's coming back from its cameras. And if you see the white rectangles, that means it's identifying a place that it could step. And then once it identifies it, it attaches those footsteps to it, and it says, okay, I'm gonna try and step there. And then it adjusts its mechanics so that it actually hits those places when it's uh, running. It's called Stretch, and it's due to go on sale next year. This is the first time they've shown it publicly. Warehouse is, is really the next frontier for robotics. Stretch may not be that exciting to look at, but it's built with a definite purpose in mind. It's got a seven-foot arm, and they say it can move 800 boxes an hour in a warehouse and work for up to 16 hours without a break. Unlike many industrial robots that sit in one place, Stretch is designed to move around. You can drive it around with a joystick, and at times that's the easiest way to get it set up. But once it's ready to go in a truck and unload it, you hit go, and from there on it's autonomous. And it'll keep finding boxes and moving them until it's all the way through. This generation of robots is going to be different. They're going to work amongst us. They're going to work next to us in ways where we help them, but they also take some of the burden from us. The more robots are integrated into the workforce, the more jobs would be taken away. At the same time, you're creating a new industry. We envision a job we, we, we like to call the robot wrangler. He'll launch and manage five to ten robots at a time. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think at, Atlas, Spot, and Stretch. Is that, yep, Stretch. Can stretch your imagination as to what might change in this building here behind me as a result of that. Certainly Stretch will show up to start filling the trucks, maybe even emptying the trucks when the things come. They may still need some human beings, but I don't think it'll be 6,000. I really don't. And that troubles me. Um, but as, as the CEO of Boston said, it's going to require some other jobs. It's going to require some more educated jobs. And I guess I'm asking myself the question, are, are these employees who, I think the distribution center or the fulfillment center has been open no more than three years. These 6,000 people didn't have good jobs three years ago. They have a good job now, and now they're making it difficult on their employer. And I just don't think that's a smart thing to do. I, I worked at, when I was in senior in college, I worked uh, the um, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift in a Westinghouse factory. And so I, I've had some experience with union. I never enjoyed or never joined the union, but, and had some altercations as a result of it and had some issues. But 
I understand the union mentality. I don't agree with it. I think if you're strong, you can take care of yourself. But that's not the issue. The issue is that, again, we said the employees here at, at, at Amazon work 40 hours uh, a week, and that should give them a minimum salary, take-home salary, of $31,000 a year. Well, let's assume that um, we, know, we know that spot costs 75000 today. And that's, that's, that's when they aren't making a lot of them. I mean, they're not mass producing spot. Let's assume that if through, through um, uh, more demand and more production, spot's price can come down to $50,000, okay? And let's say that, um, that stretch and um, Atlas can get somewhere near that as well. Atlas is pretty, pretty special, uh, but I don't think they really need Atlas in the distribution, in, in the fulfillment center. It, they need basically a, a robot who can perform 10 tasks. Take a box, put the box together, take a product, put it in the box, put some packing in it, close the box, tape the box, pick the box up, move it over somewhere else, and put it on an assembly line. So that's that's maybe 10 steps. I believe a very unsophisticated Atlas could do that. And I think you could probably buy him in mass when 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 they they reach mass that you could probably buy him for let's say fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so we know the employee who works forty hours a week makes thirty one thousand a year. So if if Atlas can work all three shifts, he's got the equivalent of a $93,000 job. That's what we're paying the employees. Plus we're paying the employees their social security. We're paying them probably some vacation time, uh, maternity leave, health insurance, any and every kind of benefit. So I think you can see that if I'm Amazon or I'm any company, that I can replace that employee with a a fifty thousand, a a a forty thousand dollar robot that an employee would cost me in excess of one hundred thousand. When you figure three people, three shifts, all the benefits, it's a no brainer. So my 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 take is these people are pretty much voting themselves, giving giving their employers more reasons to eliminate their jobs and replace them with robots. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't see how it can't happen. Um, so then as an investor, how do I invest? Well, first of all, my first investment is keep all the Amazon stock I've got and possibly buy more because my God, this is an, this is an efficient operation. I did not believe what I saw when I saw that piece I showed you with all those little orange robots running around and gathering product on where, where a human being used to be. And, and in fact, doing it such in rapid succession and not running into each other and keep and making it such that human beings are not allowed on the floor because they could get hurt. So I see 
that as, as an investment. Now, I, I think I told you that uh, Boston Dynamics is being bought by Hyundai uh, Motors, the Korean motor company. And I think I know why. Um, they're, they're going to not only bring it into their auto production plants, but they're going to m make those, those kind of robots available for all kinds of, of, um, manufacturing, all kinds of, um, construction work in China. Um, I, I saw a, a piece where a major manufacturer was actually laying his people off and bringing bringing uh, robots in because he said uh, our cost of labor, our cost of middle class employees in China is getting so high that our competitive edge is going away, and so we're going to replace our employees by robots. Well, again, I believe the supply chain has to come back to the United States. So if China is buying robots to eliminate employees, we can do the same thing and eliminate the shipping. Now, I don't believe the Suez Canal doesn't come into our shipping, but other countries are going to say um, where the Suez Canal does come in, we got to get away from that. So I believe that the robot thing is, 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 is a given. The largest manufacturer of robots today is Toyota. Um, I'm going to stay very attuned to uh, Hyundai, and I'm going to look for that manufacturer, that company that is making maybe not this, as sophisticated a robot as Alex, but the one who is going to take care of me when I no longer can take care of myself. Um, that's in my future. Um, again, I, I said in another video, uh, I will get in an autonomous automobile with my robot and we will go to Home Depot and I'll ask my robot to pick up that 50 pound bag of weed and feed and check it out and take it out and put it in my car. And then I'm going to ask that robot to go spread it in my yard. I know that's going to be a part of my life. I know that um, I'm probably, we're probably going to have a robot and that same robot's going to do most of the cooking in the house. It's certainly, it's certainly going to make the bed. I mean, Nita can't continue to lift that, that, uh, queen size mattress and that king size mattress and put new sheets on. We're going to have robots. So what I'm asking you is to get on the same wavelength that I'm on and help me, um, by helping me find the stocks that are going to make what I just showed you a reality. And you can do that by joining Best of Us, coming to Best of Us Investors and uh, signing up, uh, giving me your name and your email address and sign up for our Discord and then come there and share your ideas, share your research. If you know, if you say, Carrie, I know who the who's going to be the person who's going, or the company that's going to give you the robot to carry your, your weed and feed. Tell me about it. And then we as a, as a tribe will research it and come back to you and say, um, yeah, we think this, we agree with you or we disagree with you. And that's the future. I can't compete with these people on a day-to-day -day basis. As I said, I thought my, my, my portfolio would be up today. 
Um, and it's red. And it's as I as I watch and, and I read today, uh, it's because of the margin calls that some of you have received and you're being forced to sell. Okay, that'll all go away. And um, but I'm investing in the future, and the future has nothing to do with what's going on today in the stock market. So that's my take. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, the the um, the future of our supply chain and how the event of the big ship being being caught in the Suez Canal is going to have it's an event and it's going to have an effect on the future of your investment portfolio. Okay, I'll talk to you probably talk to you about that again uh, or tomorrow. See you then. <music>